let's read together. But the hour is coming, and this now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Let us pray. Panginoon, salamat po sa ta- this afternoon that you have brought us here once again to look upon your word. Our desire, Lord, that you be lifted up, that you be glorified, Lord, not just through our singing, but importantly, Lord, through our life. Lord, today, as we journey in studying how we can express our love, I pray, Lord, that you teach us to know you more, to walk with you, and also to worship you. So, salamat, Lord, and we ask for your Holy Spirit to work mightily in this place, speaking to each one of us, speaking to each one of our hearts this afternoon. May we experience you, Lord, in a powerful way as we look into your word, Lord. Salamat po, Panginoon. May you be glorified, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You know, in the past week, we discussed on how we can express our love towards God. And we learned in the past weeks, I started it by, to love God is to know Him. And then Brother Bong shared to us that to love God, you ought to walk with the Lord. There's intimacy. And today we're going to touch on another way to respond on God's love. And we can express our love by worshiping Him. Say that, worshiping Him. If you ask someone today to define worship, the first thing that will come into their mind will be what? Singing, dancing, tears, lifting up their hands. And I did a quick Google search. Ito ang idea. Yan. I just put worship. And the idea that we have is that people lifting up their hand, there will be crosses. And some of us have, be, have conceived idea that worship is about praise worship leader, they're singing and, and just dancing or singing the top song, top 10 hit song of worship by Hillsong or Planet Shaker, Don Moen. And sometimes we define it in this, this way. And some of you might even define worship as concert. Alam niyo yung concert? Mayroong disco lights and so on. And I attended a few of them. Hindi ko lang taste yun. Gusto ko may ilaw. My, I preferred my ilaw rather than dark and my smoke machine. I, I prefer solemnity. Probably sa age. Probably sa age. I believe there's nothing wrong with those expressions. Because we are called to praise God through our hands, through our feet, through our voices. And God has given us senses and emotion to express our adoration in many ways. And one way is to sing and to praise Him. However, if we describe worship as just merely singing, then we have narrowly defined it as an activity relegated to just Sunday morning service. If we just define worship as singing, then we will define it or restrict it to just a musical part of a service every Sunday. And there's a danger when we define worship just merely singing or just part of our service. 
when we define worship in such manner, we, will ha we have an unbiblical view. And when we have an unbiblical view of worship, tendency, worship will be self-focused. Worship will have an absence of reverence. Worship will have a lack of passion of knowing and loving and obeying God. Kaya brothers and sisters, worship is not just limited to singing, but it's a way of life. I will title this sermon, Worship, a Way of Life. Sabi mo sa atabi mo, Worship, a Way of Life. And if you look at the scripture, worship is defined in many ways. In the Old Testament, there's a lot of words in, in the Old Testament, and one of them that's often used is shaka. Means to bow down, to take, to do homage, to give reverence in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, many words are translated into worship, and I just want to highlight a few of them. This is some example. Di ko basahin yung Greek, mahirap basahin. One of them means to fear, to serve. I serve. One of them is to bow down, to come forward, to kiss, to give reverence. Now, if you consider all the words used for worship in both Old Testament and New Testament, and when we put their meaning together, we find that worship involves every aspect of our lives. That worship consists of our mind, our emotion, our will, and our action. So, hindi lang pala singing, but all of our life. And let me just highlight a few Bible scholars a pastor who suggested some working definition of what is worship all about. D.A. Carson, he said in his book, Worship by the Book, he says, Christian worship is a response of God's redeemed people to His self-revelation that exalt God's glory in Christ in our mind, affection, and will in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is how D.A. Carson defined worship. Then Warren Wisby said, Worship is the believer respond of all that they are, mind, emotion, will, body, to what God is and say and does. This response has a subjective experience and is practical sight in objective obedience to God's revealed will. Worship is a loving response that balanced by the fear of the Lord as it is a deepening response as a believer comes to know God better. He says there that as you go deep, go know the God deeper, your worship will also go deeper. And also like John MacArthur's um, explanation in worship, he said in his book, The Ultimate Priority, he said, True worship is any expression of obedience, praise, honor, and adoration, and gratitude offered to the true God by a regenerated soul who knows the truth about God and loves Him. Now, if you would put all of them together, all of them agree in a few things. Some of them might highlight certain areas, and I tried to research, and I, I like their definition. But they all agree in one thing. The main object and focus of worship is God. Do you agree? The main focus is God. And man is the one who would render that worship. And man were created by God, were made by God, were redeemed by God to worship the Lord. And there's one important thing that I would like to highlight here. That the truth that a truth that we should never forget that we are created being. Kaya sabi mo sa katabi mo, 
linikha ka lang. You're just made. And we are, because we are made by God, we are made to worship. And it leads me to the first point. We are made and saved to worship God. We are made and saved to worship God. See, God is the creator and we are His creation. And since the beginning of time, all of creation were meant to worship God. Nehemiah wrote in chapter 9, verse 6, he says here, You are the Lord, you alone. You have made heaven, the heavens of heavens, with all their hosts, the earth and all that's on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve all of them, and the hosts of heaven worship you. So Nehemiah wrote there that everything that God created is to worship the Lord. And then also in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, there's other verses, but I'd like to highlight a few. One is this, Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So all creation is created, is made to worship God. Mankind is the apex of God's creation. Man is the only creation that God made to be like Him. Despite of being made in accordance to God's image, we are not exempted from worshiping God. We are still a mere creation. The only difference of, of us compared to the other creation is that we are given emotion, will, intellect, and soul to decide. And those attributes allows us to respond, to respond to God through our worship, through, action, through our action, through our thinking, to our decision, and the whole aspect of our lives. I like the Westminster Confession. It says that the man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. They define that the objective, the purpose, the creation of man is what? That the chief is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. So take note, we are born to worship God. Sabihin mo sa tabi mo, you are born to worship God. Kasi some people said, born free. Born this way. There's a song, born this way. There's a song, a famous singer, born this way. And they missed the point why God created them. We are created by God to worship the Lord. Not just simply born free or to, to, be, to live by our own self, but priority is to worship God. However, we know that that enemy tempted Adam and Eve. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 5, the temptation is this. Eat, and you will be like God. Eat, and you will be like God. The temptation is this. Temptation, if you eat this fruit, durian, hindi durian ha, baka sabihin, you will be like God. It means that if you will be like God, you will know both the knowledge and truth, you will be equal to God. You don't need to worship God. And the same temptation, when we're also, we're also, post, we're also um, uh, was tested when Jesus was in the wilderness. Remember the last temptation? 
Worship me. Satan said, worship me. I will give you everything. But what Jesus said is written, only worship God. To the same temptation. And we know the story. See, God created every creature, including man, to worship Him because of sin. We all know Adam and Eve fell into sin. Because of sin, our relationship with God were broken. Our understanding of Him were distorted. We ceased to worship Him with purity of heart. We became proud. Man became proud and declared to themselves that there is no God. That's why in Psalms 14 verse 1, it says, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Because of sin, they recognize that they are God Himself and they say that there is no God. And this statement is repeated in Psalms 10 verse 4. It says here, In the pride of his face and the wicked does not seek him. All these thoughts are, there is no God. There is no God. Now when we say there is no God, it's not just saying that he's not existent at all. He says that some scholars said when they said there is no God, they don't recognize him as their God. And we know people live this way. Some of us used to live this way, that we don't recognize God as God at all. In Romans chapter 1, verse 21, it says, Although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. But they became futile in their thinking, in their foolish heart were darkened. Because of sin, we are unable to worship God in a way that God wants us to worship Him. We don't recognize who He is. We don't acknowledge Him as our God. That's why a lot of people, if you just look online today, in the reading of the day, they don't recognize God as God. They don't recognize His sovereign. They didn't recognize Him as part of their life. They don't recognize Him as sovereign. Because of sin. And sin has led us to a path of wanting to live a life apart from God. We want to rule our own lives. May, may hashtag ngayon as famous eh. My body, my rule. Alam yun? Especially the next generation, you know, my body, my rule. I wear whatever I want. My body, my rule. Whatever I do, I don't care. They want to live apart from the commandments of God. But you know what? Out of God's mercy, out of His grace, God is still seeking a true worshiper, despite of sinful nature of man, of our waywardness, out of God's mercy, He made a way to restore that relationship and to reestablish worship. If you look throughout the Scripture, if you look from the starting, from the book of Genesis to Exodus, you, you will see how God has been redeeming His people so that they may bring him, them back to worship. Look at the book of Exodus. You see, they were enslaved in Egypt for how many years? For 400 years. Egypt is, is a symbolism of, of sin, of, of being enslaved by sin. But what did most God said to Moses? Tell Pharaoh what? Let my people go so that they may worship. See, God is redeeming His people. And then after many years, the Israelites were established. They were distributed all the land. And God again promised that I will restore you back to this land so that you will be able to worship. The wall was structured. The temple was rebuilt so that they will worship again. In the New Testament again, 
Look how God sent His only Son to die on the cross so that all sinners, all who surrender their life to Jesus will become worshippers once again. Not only that we are made to worship, we are also saved to worship God. Because some of us, we have a different idea. We are saved. The reason why we surrender and I said accepted Jesus in our life. Why? Because He's an insurance agent. Para masave ako, para pumunta ako sa langit. Ayoko pumunta sa imbyerno. Mainit dun. At least accept ko na siya. Automatic ako. Wrong idea. It's not just because you want to to escape hell. The reason why God saved you. The one is this. He will save you so that you be redeemed, you be reconciled to Him, and that you may live a life of worship. See, I like this quote. Say, God is redeeming people to transform them from sinners to worshipers. So, brothers, sisters, we are made to worship and we are saved to worship. You know, some of you maybe in the past are against to Christian. I, I heard some of you, your testimonies. Natutuwa ako kasi how the Lord changed you. Some of you were against, born against. Do you remember? Hmm, born again, pa church, church, hallelujah ka pa dyan. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. But ngayon, alive, alive ka na rin. Some of you were uh, very critical on the faith, but how the Lord touched you. How the Lord reached out to you. You're undeserving it. The Lord reached out to you. He changed you from a sinner to a worshiper. We are made to worship. We are saved to worship God. Secondly, we are to be a true worshiper. We are to be a true worshiper. In verse 23 in John chapter 4, we read here, But the hour is coming. And now is here when the true worshiper will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. Clearly in this verse, God is not just seeking any one, any kind of worshiper. He's not just seeking any kind of worshiper. What He's seeking is true worshiper. Sabihin mo, true. True worshiper, not any kind of worshiper. And a true worshiper will worship in spirit and in truth. Now, let me just go through it briefly. When we talk about worship in its spirit, it's more, it means it's more than the external form. More than the religious act. But what's really happening in the man's, man's heart and soul. When Jesus was confronting the, the, the teachers of the law, He says in Matthew 15 verse 8, The people honors me with their lips. But their heart is far away. Alam, ang tiniting ng Panginoon is not just the act or religio- religiosity na pag-aawit, but what He's looking at also is our heart, the posture of our heart to worship in the Spirit. Let me tell you a story. Hindi ko pa nasabi ito to, to, sa inyo, but sa worship team. Last time I was a worship leader. Um, sa YWCA, Remember? Hindi pa ako mataba nun. Inspired talaga ako ni Pastor Ray. When I was worship leading, um, 
Meron akong worship leader, uh, worship backup singer. Yung backup singer, ano, uh, maganda. Uh, ayun, ayun na. So, you worship leader. I was worship leading. But clearly in my prayer, I, clearly the Lord said, wag kang magligaw. Clearly, you know, you know the Lord was in your study. You know, there, there, that time there's a season where you would approach or legal. There are times, ako, ganun ako. I would just ask, Lord, what, what, how, how, how. Ganun, ganun, ganun. I, I will not impose it to you, but what I will do is, I would really pray. But clearly, during that time, hindi ako pwede mangligaw. I'm, it's, it's, it's me, me between the Lord. So I was worship leading. But na, na, na feel ko na nagugustuhan ko siya. Eh, may nalama, eh, may nalalaman ako. Meron nang meron nang gusto sa kanya na pastor sa Pilipinas. Kilala niyo 'yon, na. No? Pastor sa Pilipinas. I can do say anything, I cannot legal because there's no go signal with the Lord, pero may nagme-message, nag-upload sa Friendster niya. Minomonitor ko yung Friendster eh. Oh, alam nyo, Friendster? Sino yung Friendster account? Friendster, wala pang Facebook noon. So, ours worship leader, and I was said, nako, nagpaparamdam tong lalaking to. Pastor eh. Ano yung pastor? Magaling, magaling din mag-worship. Mas magaling siya. Mag-worship lead, tapos ibang level. So, I was worshiping here, leading the congregation in worship. The song is, There is not like you. No one else in the heart like you do. When I was singing that, I was thinking about her. Not thinking about God. I was thinking about her, but I was not thinking about God. And I said, Lord, this is wrong. I'm singing and leading people to worship you, but I am worshiping and said, I'm thinking about her. That's a wrong posture. Wrong heart. Imagine mo, worship leader. Kaya mga worship leader dyan, ha? Hinay-hinay lang sa puso. The emphasis is this. Yes, we can sing the song, the most beautiful song ever. But if the heart is not right, it does not please the Lord. I was standing there and I said, Lord, this is not right. I repented while worship leading. Lord, I'm sorry. Tinignan ko yung friend's turn niya. I'm sorry, Lord, na while I'm singing, I'm thinking about her and not focusing to you. I'm just going to the motion. I'm just going to the flow. And I'm just opening up to you because you can serve God with the wrong motive. You can sing the song with the wrong motive. You can be in the church with the wrong motive. What's your motive? Spirit. On the other hand, worship in truth means that you ought to know the truth of God through His Word, to know His character, to know His promises, and to know His ways. Now, if you look at this text in chapter 4 of John, Jesus was speaking to the Samaritan woman. And this Samaritan woman, when they were having that conversation, the Samaritan woman are being exposed that she, was, she is not truly a, a worshiper, a true worshiper. She can worship, but she's not worshiping in spirit and not worshiping in truth. Because in their conversation, Jesus said, 
oh, we, she said, oh, we worship in this mountain, and you, Israelite, worship in Jerusalem. Clearly, the right place to worship is in Jerusalem because they are Samaritan. Now, I won't be able to go and dive into the Samaritan background, but they, what they did is they tried to replicate what's happening in Israel, in Jerusalem, in this place, so that they can worship here. But it's a wrong, wrong thing. So the Samaritan were holding, they're not holding the truth. So she's not worshiping in truth. Now, she's also not worshiping in the spirit. Why? Because when Jesus said to her, bring me your husband, and she said, I have no husband. Yes, you have no husband, but you have five husbands. So she might know the lingo, she might be able to sing, but deep inside her, she's living a double life. She's not really worshiping in spirit and the truth. But we thank God as you look at the text, God restored her. And God used her in a mighty way. Therefore, God said, God seek true worshiper that will worship in spirit and in truth. Often, when we, often we focus on the spirit and in truth, but I would like to look at the word true worshiper, especially the word true. In Greek, it's aletenos. It means real, genuine, not just in name or resemblance, but importantly, it means real in nature and character, not just resemblance. Let's give you an example. I took a, buy, a, taxi in the, a taxi, and then when I entered the taxi, the driver started to speak to me in Chinese. Ni chao nao eh? He started to speak to me in Mandarin. And obviously, he thought I'm a Chinese, but some said I look like Malay. The people started to speak to me in Chinese. He looked at me, he looked at me, my resemblance looked like a Chinese. If you want to see Chinese, just speak to Matthew Lim. He's there walking around. He's Chinese. I might look like, but I don't speak, and I don't act, and I don't have the culture of a Chinese person. Similarly here, when he says here, real and genuine, it's not just the resemblance, but also the nature and character. You see, we can raise our hand, we can sing song, we can declare in our Facebook page that we are Christian, there is the, the image, but God also is looking in our nature and character of what is truly a true worshiper. Now, let me just look and run through a few. How do we know that we are truly a true worshiper? Let me pose some question here to give us an indicator that we are truly a true worshiper. One, are you saved or are you still lost? Are you saved or are you lost? Because a true worshiper is one who has encountered Jesus. A true worshiper that has been born again. A true worshiper has been saved and have surrendered their life to Jesus. A true worshiper is the one who repented of their sin and in the, in the process of sanctification and being changed in change in change, not out of religious duty, not out of because I was born in a Christian home, then I can just do this and I'm a true worshiper. No. Scripture clearly said only those who are born again, who have surrendered their life to Jesus, can be truly a true worshiper. You see, growing up in church and having familiar with the routine, 
or being religious does not determine us as worshiper. I give you a testimony. I was growing up in church. The only time that I surrendered my life was when I was in first year high school. I grew up in Praise Kid. You, you can speak to my teachers in here. Wala na sila, but isa na lang, Richard. I was growing up in the church. I run around. I would know the sign. I know the offering. Where is that here? I, 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 I even love to drink the remaining communion drink. Oh, that's what I do. But deep in my heart, I know that I, I, I drag myself coming to church. Why? Because my Power Ranger show on Sunday morning. My Power Ranger, my soccer games. I, I don't want to go to church. I, you know, but I'm forced by my parents to go to church. But the only time that I really appreciate, the only time that I understand why I have to worship when I surrendered my life to Jesus, not because my parents is a pastor or my parents is a, one of the leaders, it's when you have that authentic relationship with Jesus. When you said, Lord, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. True worshiper is one who is saved and not lost. True worshiper are also one who is worshiping in truth and not in delusion. Some of us worship God based on our own definition. Based on our own culture, tradition, or experiences. For example, the Samaritan woman that I mentioned earlier. She was basing her worship based on her tradition. She knew about worship. That's why he said, my father worshiped in this mountain. She even knew that there will be a Messiah that will come. Now, in our reading this week, we also have been reminded about the golden calf. The golden calf, they were so passionate to worship God. They said, make us a God. But their mind and their concept of God is poor. And they build a golden calf. They easily have forgotten the commandment of God that they should not worship any idols. You see, our worshiping in truth or our worshiping base in our own preconceived idea. We must be discerning at this time. Because either our culture or the scripture will define our worship. How do we worship in truth? Romans 12 verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For us not to worship in delusion, go deep in studying of God's Word. True worshiper also worship in reverence, not preference. I believe as you go deeper in your walk with the Lord, not only you grow deeper in your intimacy with God, but also in your reverence with God. There will be fear, reverence fear, they are all in the Lord. When you have that reverence fear of God, He becomes your highest priority. Your highest priority will be pleasing Him. When you have reverence towards God, word, prayer, fellowship in serving one another, valuing the things of God will be essential and not optional. The question we should ask, are we worshiping Him based on preference, gusto natin, feeling lang, 
anong gusto natin, anong type natin, or our worship is reverence towards the Lord. When you have reverence towards God, the way your life will be different, the way you make your decision, you will come to the Lord, Lord, is this your will? Wala ka nangang savings, bibili ka pa ng LB bag. Kasi yung kapitbahay mo, bumili ng LP bag. Hindi mo lang alam, fake yun. You discern. You discern the will of God. If you have reverence, if you have reverence, you have the right priorities. You know that it's time to pray, you set a time to pray. When you know that it's time to read your word, you set the time to read your word. Now, I'm not just being, le- not here to being legalistic. Because it's reverence, because you know that your life is to the Lord. You be careful with the way your life. There's one man who have forgotten that reverence, Uzzah. When the Ark of the Covenant was being brought to, to the Jerusalem, what happened? Uzzah put that Ark of the Covenant in a cart. And when the cart moved, he reached out and he died. What's the problem with this? You see, the ark shouldn't be put on a cart. It should be carried here. Have forgotten the reverence. We become careless. We become loose in our Christian walk. Yes, God is gracious, but we are taking God's grace for granted. We are taking God's mercy for granted. That's why we don't want to live in reverence. Now, let me discuss a few things applying to our life. Some of us here are late every time. It's a church. Now I'm not saying is I'm not saying that you shouldn't that you cannot be late. There are moments that you'll be late. You get caught up with a lot of things. Responsibility or work. You are be caught up with those things. But if you are consistently late, the question is that are you have are you doing it out of preference? Or are you doing it out of reverence towards God? I'm not being legalistic here, brother and sister, because I want us to really be honoring God with the things that we do, even the small things, because we want to please Him. I was reading a, a history how families were prepared themselves to go to church. You know, last time I was reading this biography, I don't know who's that, they would really prepare on Saturday night they will sleep early. Their shoes will be, yes, polished. And yung damit nila, planchado na, para hindi sila malate simbahan. Ay, para magpuri. Magbigohan ng honor. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not here being legalistic. I'm saying here, the reverence. Why are you coming to church? Now, you ask God, you pray to God, Lord, give me the answer of my prayer. But ngayon, pag siya, hindi mo bibigyan ng priority. You will never be late in your work. You will never be late in your what? Work, you will never be late in what else? In, in school, you will never be late in a party. Una ka pa nga dun sa nagdibu eh. Pero sa Panginoon, optional lang siya. Optional lang. Worship is part. Worship is part of that. We don't want to take God's grace for granted. 
We want to give the best because we have that reverence to Him. Reverence. True worshippers have that reverence. They will worship God not in their own preference, but reverence. True worshippers would have a holistic view, not partial. You see, authentic worship is a full-time thing, not just part of your life, not just a segment of your life. 1 Corinthians 10.31 said, Whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Colossians chapter 3.17, Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do everything in the name of Jesus. Do you worship God only on Sunday? How about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? How do you worship God? How you breathe, how you go to your work and worship God? How do you deal with people? How do you deal with your families? How do you deal with your friends? How do you deal with your employers? Those areas are act of worship. I remember, you know, I I, I love Simutomo. Ayan na naman There's one sister there who is a Christian. And we talk, when we talk during the break, she will share about her faith and so on. So I was blessed with her life. And in our office, my curve, parang ganun. Either you use the pedestrian the proper way, or you just cut through, mag-jaywalk. So one time, early in the morning, I rushed to go to office. She was there in the, waiting for the right path para mag-change ng maglakad. I just jaywalk. Nag-abot kami sa lift. Sabi ng sister, Ruel, no worship leader ka. Siya nag-proper way, ako nag-jaywalk eh. So sabi niya sa akin, no Ruel, worship leader ka. Bakit ka nag-jaywalk? Gusto ko siyang banata ng scripture eh. I wanted to babanatan ko na legalistic ka naman safe naman pero by God's grace hindi ako umaway sa kanya tama siya eh so she said to me no no I'm doing this because worship is not just on Sunday worship is every minute of my life that's worship Kaya kayo nag-jaywalk papunta sa M38, ha? <laughs> may may pedestrian doon sa dulo. You get my point? What we're doing here on Sunday in singing here is just part. But what God wants us to really worship Him even outside, we might not sing song we might not lift our hands in our office. Kung gusto mo maglift our hands, bala ka. But what God wants us in every details of our life, we are rendering our life to Him as worship. The way we talk. Another sister, nakakatawa ito eh, yung isang sister, maybe many of you will relate to this. She went back to the Philippines. Eh, syempre, sa Pilipinas, hindi mo lang binisita yung isang relative, mag-aakaawayan ka eh. Do you experience that? You never visited one barrio and that those relatives will be angry with you? They were able to meet and sabi, ang sabi ganito, ikaw, yumaman ka lang, nag-abroad ka lang, hindi mo na kami kilala. 
Anong sagot nyo? Imagine you, you went back home dahil hindi ka nagpadala ng chocolate. Hindi mo pinansin certain section of your relatives. And sabi sa'yo, ikaw, sister. Oh, oh nandito ka pala sa Singapore, ah, sa Pilipinas. Yumaman ka lang, nakapag-abroad ka. Hindi ka namamansin. How will you respond? Many of us will be get angry. You'll be angry. Ikaw na nga binigyan ng chocolate, tas ikaw paggalit. You know what the sister did? I was amazed how the sister replied, Oh yes, yumaman ako. Bulsa ko, walang laman, pero mayaman na yaman ako kay Lord. She used that opportunity to worship God. She used that an opportunity. When I was hearing that, wow, this person is not a Bible student, but she was living right. She might not able to explain deep concept thing, but when she responded that way, yabang mo, she did not react in anger, but she said, yes, mayaman ako. Ang bulsa ko walang laman, pero ang puso ko punong-puno ng Panginoon. Mayaman ako sa Panginoon. You know, the relative don't know how to answer. So if anyone said that to you, ang yaman mo na, hindi ka namamansin, pero ikaw pa yung nagmam- gusto magpabati, ah. how you respond? Mayaman ako sa Panginoon. Holistic. Last, a few things, a few more. True worship focuses on God and not self. Are you coming here to worship the Lord, to lift Him up, or are you coming here for yourself? We have our seminar a few days ago, and we were really blessed. Um, we are trying to compile so that we can share it to you. But the first night, the worship team, their worship team were leading us to worship and the worship leader started this way. She said, you know, I was so excited with this, inc- this, this re- seminar that we will have. We were praying about it. We were so blessed and we, will be, we, are so, we were fasting about it because we will, we will have Pastor Benny Ho to preach on this seminar. We were so excited. And when, he was, when she was, she said, during that time, when she was in the MRT, God rebuked her and said, are you excited because of Pastor Benny or are you excited because of me? And many times we are excited with other re- other other reason. We're not excited because of Him. Are we worshiping God because of ourselves? Or are we worshiping God because of Him? True worship focus on the Lord. Lastly, true worship is one who delight in God and not look at it as a task or a chore. Because sometimes we look at it as a chore. We drag our feet to the church. We no longer enjoy Bible reading. We don't no longer enjoy having fellowship and having Bible study. We no longer have time to pray. You drag your feet. True worshiper delight. And the question is this, what's happening to your heart? It might be that someone or something have taken over your heart. Or maybe you have no longer been able to delight in the Lord because you are living in sin. You are living in hardness, unforgiveness, bitterness, and coldness. You know, it's so hard to worship God if you are living in sin. You can never fake God. It's so hard to worship God if you're living in unforgiveness and bitterness. But what God wants us is to come to the Lord and say, Lord, this is my heart. Cleanse me and change me. And I believe the Lord will change us. Turn it so that we can be a true worshiper. Lastly, 
we learn that we are made and saved to worship and we are to be true worshiper. Lastly, worship involves sacrifice. When you look in the text, there's a term in, in study of a scripture, the law of first mention. The law is first mentioned when that word is used for the first time. To understand that concept, to understand the idea. Here, we will ask where was the word worship were first used in the scripture. In the Old Testament and the New Testament. Let's look how worship was used first in the Old Testament. It's found in Genesis 22 verse 5. It says here, then Abraham said to his young man, Stay here with this donkey. I and the boy will go there and worship and come again to you. The first mention of worship in the book of Genesis in Old Testament was in relation to sacrifice. How about the New Testament? When was the, last, the first time worship was mentioned? It was mentioned when the Magi came and offered gifts to Jesus. He says here in Matthew chapter 2, verse 2, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw this star when it rose had come to worship him. And then in verse 11 it says, And they fell down and worshipped him in opening the treasures and offered him gifts. It's once again reverence, and it involves sacrifice. True worship would require us to have a humble posture of humility in awe. True worship would involve sacrifice. And the question we should ask today is what God is asking us to let go. Many times what God is asking us to let go is the most precious thing in our life. The most precious thing. What is God asking us to offer? You see, what all that we have already come from the Lord. All that we have, the gifts, the strength, galing sa Panginoon. And we're just simply laying it before His feet. Lord, everything is yours. I like what Paul said in Romans 12. He said, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. It is no longer burnt offering that God requires. What He requires from us is our lives. Ask the person beside you. What are you giving to the Lord? You know, when you mature in worship, I realize that it's not just singing, but it's laying down of life. Laying down of life, laying down of our pride, laying down of our ego, so that He may increase and we decrease. Worship Involves sacrifice.
Maybe the Lord is asking you to let go of certain relationship that's not right. Maybe God is asking you to trust Him in His plan rather than you trying to control everything. He's asking you to let go and just trust Him. Maybe the Lord is asking you to surrender your life to Him and to trust Him wherever God leads you. Maybe some of you, God is asking you to go full time. Maybe some of us, God asking you to go a different route, to use your life, to be involved in ministry, to involve in certain way that you will, you will please Him. All of us is in a journey of laying, carrying the cross. All of us is in a journey of laying down our life to Jesus. True worship involves sacrifice. As a summary, we are made and saved to worship. Second, tell the person beside you, we are to be true worshiper. And lastly, worship involves sacrifice. As I conclude, I would like to share a story about this lady because I may, maybe some of us are in a place where we're not really surrendering our life to Jesus. Malayo. Or maybe we're not, we, as we look at this, para tayong hindi true worshiper. Maybe some of us have been Christian for many years, pero magaling magplastic. Alam nyo? The question is, how can we return so that we will have the true worship in our heart? Let me show you this event in, Matthew, in Luke chapter 7. This is a story about that woman who came, broke the alabaster jar, and washed Jesus' feet. In this event, he was, Jesus was in the Paris, Pharisee's home. And when this lady went into the house, this, he took his hair and washed, break the alabaster jar. Alam mo sabi ng mga Pharisees, hmm? Kung alam lang ni Jesus kung sino yung maruming babaeng yan, she is dirty. And then Jesus turned to them and said, and asked this in Luke 7:41-42. said, he gave a parable. He said, a certain money lender had two debtors, one owed five hundred denarii, and the other a fifty. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? Ang sagot ng isa, siyempre, yung may mas malaking utang. And this is what Jesus said to about this lady. Therefore, I tell you, her sin, which is many, are forgiven, so she loved much. But he was forgiven later, loves later us to return to the true posture of true worship when we understand and go back again and understand His love and His mercy in our life. When we keep on going back to the cross and say, Lord, I don't deserve this, but yet you're so merciful to love me. You will understand how wide, how deep His love. And when you understand His love, you will worship Him because you, you understood how much you've been loved and you love much. For us to go back to a posture of true worship is not about our religiosity. It's all about what Jesus has done. See, the woman understood how much she was forgiven. The woman understood how much she's been loved. 
That's why she can worship Jesus with everything she has. She broke that alabaster jar because she loved Jesus. When we look at the cross, remember what Jesus has done. And our response will be worship. And that worship is no longer just singing. And that worship will be our life. Let us toast then as I call upon the worship team. Many times, church, we forgot the mercy and love of God. That's why we live our life by our own. And I pray that as we love God, we will grow deeper in knowing Him. That we will go deeper in our walk with Him, but also we will go deeper in our worship. Because we are made to worship. We are called to be true worshippers. And we are called to worship with a, with a sacrifice. And that's our life. So I would like to invite our worship team to lead us at a time of worship to remembering what has done, Jesus has done. Light of the world. And we will bow down and worship Jesus and leave Him in, in this place.
one of us are today. Nothing is hidden to you. Lord, you see those who are struggling in their faith. Maybe they're living in sin or probably in disbelief or doubt. Lord, I pray that you rebuild to them in a fresh new way. That you are our true living God. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, I pray that you revive our worship to you. Not just in our singing, but Lord, a lifestyle of worship. No matter where you place us, may it be at workplace, may it be in school, may it be in our families, Lord God. We will worship you with our hands, with our mind, and with our hearts. Panginoon, kayo po ang maglit sa simbahan na ito. Our desire, Lord, is for your name to be lifted up, O God. For your name to be glorified in this place. Because you are our King, you are our Savior, and you are our Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are challenging us and reminding us what is truly a true worshiper. One that would worship in spirit and in truth. Oh God, you see all our hearts. Revive, Lord, those who have been so cold. Those who have been falling away. Those who have neglected their, their time with you. Revive all of us. That fresh desire, passion, longing, hunger for you. Salamat, Remind us, Lord of what you have done on the cross and that we will be humble enough to render our life as a pleasing sacrifice to you. Salamat, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Pause in a moment, just in your own way, just speak to the Lord.
Lord, let it be our voices, be a sweet sound to you. Let it be our life, oh God, be pleasing to you. Let everything in us, meditation of our hearts, the fruit of our lips, wow please remain we will start at 2 30 p.m god bless everyone please remain here